You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bites, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. And welcome to the 125th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt in Minneapolis. This is Spencer in Boston. Guys, <laughs> how's know, it going? You know, I'm, I got to stop you right there. Um, we might have to redo it because little guy, uh, I was reading on Twitter when you were talking to a friend of ours, Ruby Roubaix, on Twitter that... Your nom de plume is Meat Spoon. So I was hoping that you would say, hey, this is Meat Spoon coming at you from the back alleys of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, that's like my – it's my punk name. It's my street name. So this isn't really the right situation for it. Now, if we were like at the hard times or probably if I was at Sluggos, I assume at Sluggos you got to write your name on a piece of paper and then they call out your trash plate or whatever you get. <laughs> so at Sluggos <laughs> – I would I would go by meat spoon. All right. Well, we're going to get to that. Um, I'll tell you all about uh, what was happening at uh, Sluggos in the uh, in our in depth journalistic approach to find out who is Stephen Hyde. And uh, Spencer, you're up in uh, Boston, uh, living life. Anything off top of your dome, like right away, kicking it fresh? I can't believe I said top of the dome. Off top of the dome? Sure did. did you just buy a dome home or something? And Tim's referencing that there's like a weather vane Some on Some architectural, yeah. No, I, I didn't do anything architecturally based uh, this past weekend. We had uh, uh, some cycle cross up here with the KMC festival. Um, so that was interesting. And then us, uh, so like you know. the chains? What? Like the chains? Yep, yep, yeah. like the chains. So okay. now, Spencer, real quick, I yep. heard there was a pinwheel at KMC Cyclocross. Is that true? <clears throat> well, we sent a, uh, a reporter there um, to check into that. So let me see if I can uh, grab him and get the report. All right. Hey, um, all right, while you're hey guys, getting the... Hey, guys, oh. this is lukewarm. Uh, hey, I was down at uh, KMC this weekend. I heard you guys needed to know some information. What's up? Yeah. Uh, hey, Luke, thanks for joining us. Uh, I know that uh, you were out racing this weekend. Oh, uh, no. I, I heard rumors at the UCI uh, Cyclocross event that there was, in fact, a um, Strava art section that was KMC on the course map, or was it a pinwheel? I need I need to know. Well, uh, I searched uh, high and low. This, now, I don't know if you know about this, but this was not a road race, as, as we have reported on before here at the, at the uh, uh, what is this? Slow, the squeaky, slow, ride, the squ- slow Ride Podcast. Slow Ride Podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, uh, this was Cyclocross, which is different. Um, and I, I walked the course. I did not see any pinwheels, though. So uh, I heard there's some controversy about that, but it was not the case. Turned out to be false claims. False claims. Oh. Was there Strava art? Strava. Um, so... I don't know what Strava is, but everybody is always talking about it. So I think, I, I, you know, these cyclists, they're always into the performance enhancing uh, so, uh, solutions. Um, so I'm thinking it has something to do with that. It might be a code word, might be a street slang. Uh, we're still yeah. researching this. I'm unfamiliar with the term, though. Uh, I didn't see um, anything suspicious. All right, well, that's, no, that's cool. I'm pretty sure Strava is an asthma medication. No, that's that, uh, that's possible. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy day, and I look forward to getting the full report on um, you know everything that was going on. But Luke, thanks for uh, joining the podcast. Hey, no problem, guys. Anytime. Uh, I lo- I love being here on the uh, Crosshairs Radio. It's great times, and uh, I always love to talk to you. Uh, see you later. Oh. Hey, uh, well, that was pretty cool, but. Look at that. You brought up earlier Sluggos in Pensacola. Oh, hey, Spencer. Welcome. Um, did uh, Sluggos in Pensacola. So I went up there for business, and Stephen Hyde's from Pensacola. And I, there's some things that I just want to get off my chest. The first is I go to a bike shop where Stephen Hyde used to work. Turns out he's worked at pretty much every bike shop in Pensacola from what I hear. But there's one <laughs> is that shop. that good or in, bad? No. 
It's good. Is that like, like he got fired from everybody's no, no, like, shop? No, just... He had to keep moving around or just like he was so good, everybody kept offering him 25 cents more an hour until he was at the top so, working on that Klein you posted. Well, <laughs> I don't know enough about like I didn't get that question because I only go to one bike shop when I'm there. Um, and this store, oh. Truly Spoken, is where uh, Hyde – like they, uh, they he went to Cross Vegas with the Truly Spoken crew on uh to interbike and that was the first time he saw a cross race was at cross vegas apparently um Oof, so it's pretty cool uh... and there's a bike there's a bike in the shop that he really wants it's a mariposa with like handmade fenders generator like it's a beautiful bike we posted it on twitter mm-hmm. and right now the and i posted on there and i was like hey steven hyde uh we purchased a new bike to basically ride to Sluggos tonight. And he was like, his response was someone will hang for this. So <laughs> my understanding is that when he wins national championships or if he wins that he can get that bike, but he's got to swap it with his national championship bike. Like, so it's ah, kind of, a, so I'm inside the store. Good. That's some scoop they do, right there. I like this. And they do like a they do a Monday night, uh, kind of, I think they call it the, uh, the Monday mate, uh, like, you know, it's it's a 16 mile an hour ride that does three loops of the airport. It's so it's Monday right out the front door. Mellow ride. Yeah, it's the Monday Mellow. Like it's Monday just, Mellow Jam. Let's so, come up with a name for this. Yeah, Monday, the Monday, the Monday Melee. No case of the Mondays ride. Yeah, the Mondays. Ooh, shake it, shaking out yeah. the Mondays. I like it. Let's try that. I like the Garfield ride because, like, oh, you know, it's like the what? next level. Like it's the Garfield oh. ride. Do you eat lasagna afterwards? Back they had pizza. Perfect. So, Holy shit. So there was like... Right. Almost, almost. So you went on the... You play tricks on a dog? So I'm at, I'm at this store, truly spoken, and it's the, Lasa- it's the Garfield ride. Garfield and they've ride, got yeah. about 25 people showing up, and they're showing up coming in, and all different types of shops coming, right? It's like part of the Pennsylvania or Pensacola Cycling Club, uh, you know, ride. And it starts from the shop there. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they go on their loops, so sometimes someone will sit out a loop, come back into the shop, and then go the next time they come around. It's a nice little ride. Oh, man. I, I was that. surprised by the amount of people. It's like how Spencer raced. Yeah, yeah, it is. I was but surprised bang, by the amount of people that came into the store to talk about Stephen Hyde. Like, I didn't bring it up. Like, there was a genuine caring. Are you caring... sure you didn't? I, I yeah, are you God. sure you I didn't have, like, a shirt that said, is... talk to me about Stephen Hyde or something? No, but this is how the conversation started, though. So I would be sitting there, and I'm talking to the owner of the shop that knows uh-huh. Stephen, uh, a gentleman named uh, Mark. And um, Mark and I are talking uh, about, you know, various things. And local rider comes in and is like, hey, did you see how Stephen did this weekend? And then it will be like, yeah, his teammate won, but, you know, he still got some valuable points. So they're like, yeah. But he's ranked number one right now. And I was like, number one? So I asked. I was like, what do you mean number one? And they're like, oh, in the Pro CX standings. And I'm yeah. like, whoa. Never. Which no one follows. No yeah. one follows that. And so my response was, <laughs> oh, well, I think it's really cool that he's number 15 in the world with UCI ranking. That's what I was so now just going to say. I was like, so I thought he was second, 15. <laughs> so he's second row. Like, I, like, he's 15th best in the world. That's quite the accomplishment. Yeah. And multiple people were coming in then i went out to the car and people are out there talking about like hey hides like in first place overall in the u.s standings like the pro cx stand never in the history of the pro cx standings have people cared more about the standings than the individuals on the garfield ride in pensacola florida (laughs) on monday night well it's good it's a way to make it relevant i guess yeah Yeah. i guess because how long has that existed has it only existed as long as powers has been well like dominant I, I think for like so. three four so, years so because then it then it has been completely irrelevant I, up until this I point because it was just powers 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 yeah so. i can't tell you how long it's been around but i'm pretty sure jamie driscoll wins it every year because he's the guy that goes uh, to every single he goes race all the races. Yeah. So, and then that was because yeah, it's because of his hair yeah. so i leave the shop and i'm like i'm still on the hunt for who is Stephen Hyde, right? Yeah, so, so you're getting, you're getting some then, tidbits. You're getting yeah, yeah, some, like, some meaty you know, morsels. Lots of cool little, and there's lots of other stories that, like, I didn't, I don't feel comfortable, like, totally saying. So, like, Uh-oh. when we host, when we host the Slow Ride podcast, um, uh, travel, Fire, travel series. So when, chat. In, <laughs> yeah, when people come to, like, Orlando and they pay for their own airfare, they pay for their own hotel, um, I'm more than willing, and then they pay for guide, like I'm more than willing to like share some stories with them uh-huh. out there they, as I show they, them around. They pay for your um, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, your and, dinner. 
you know, we got to keep some things for the deep cuts. I'm thinking, so, yeah, this uh, this tour guide business could be a yeah, thing. Yeah, this is good. So I go to the um, a guy I know up there. He's like, yeah, you should go to uh, you know Days Inn, like like that. That's where you should go stay. So I go into the Days Inn, and uh, wait, wait, really, he was like, best place in no, town. No, no, no. I mean, it like, is Pensacola. He's like, yeah, you know, just like the days in, like that's kind of the, the the place you go. Yeah, like it's just fine. all the truckers I know think it's great. And uh, well, because the other ones were too expensive, right? And so okay, I go yeah. in. I mean, I'll be honest. And so we go to days. It's a fine hotel. And I get to the yes. lobby and I ask the 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 woman behind the counter. It's like, so do you know Stephen Hyde? And her answer is like, yes, I went to high school with him. And <laughs> no, she he, didn't. <laughs> and he was my first roommate. So I tweet that out. What? I tweet that out, and Stephen Hyde right away knows who it is. Like, all cap letters. Like, oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And I was like, hey, do you have any cool stories about Stephen Hyde? And they were nice. She's like, ah, oh, nice dude. He um he one time, like, cracked his uh, knee open and had to wear, like, a knee brace, but he refused to wear it and kept riding his BMX bike. And he would ride his BMX bike from Milton, Florida to Pensacola, which is a good, like, 20-mile ride. Like, he's just, like, a, a nut. So then, um, right. you know, get to the hotel and then go to Sluggos. Sluggos, Stephen Hyde apparently worked there. And I'm, uh, I go to the bartender. I'm like, hey, do you know who Stephen Hyde is? And he goes, meh. <laughs> like, like, he's like, he's like hey, I'm a guest. Like, I see he's doing some cool stuff on Facebook. And then meanwhile, there's another guy that I'm out with. And he's like, dude, he's tearing it up. He's 15th in the world. And I'm like, all right, this guy knows what's going on. <laughs> anyway. That's funny. So... I will say this about Stephen Hyde and Pensacola. Lots of people know who he is, and they're all like, like he's captivated a very small, marginal community that they're yeah. very proud of him. They even though be. they're just having their second ever cyclocross race in two weeks, so mm. it's kind of cool to see. So little, little he's not start from money, hotbed. You know? Send him a Facebook message, a little start money offer. You might be able to get him down there. Yeah. So anyway. Um, so one of the uh, Slow Ride Podcast uh, supporters, Wide Angle Podium Network supporters, uh, Ryan, who uh, um, used to work with uh, Stephen at Sluggos, had a really good question to start off this week's podcast because we were talking about, um, you know, just cycling and cyclocross and all this great stuff. And, and he had an awesome question. And I want to read that to you. He goes, um, hey, Wout Van Aert is a great athlete, obviously. He's been born. If he was born and raised in America, what college football team would he be on? Baseball, tennis, any sport? What would he be doing? And I was thinking about this um, yesterday that I would think that Vout Van Aert would be the ultimate hockey player. And the reason why is that it's a marginal sport, just kind of like cycling here in the U.S. Like it's popular, like people are really into it, but it's still not soccer. Like it's not the really big one in Europe. And then I'm like, okay, so here's this super athlete that can win every race he does. So what would – and I'd be like, oh, well, he oh, would – He can't win every race. I mean – He would totally be like <laughs> – well, he can't win every race, yeah. But it, if he was a hockey player, he'd be totally playing for like the Pittsburgh Penguins and he'd be filling the role of Sidney Crosby because he's that much of an all-star that people would know who he is and they'd go to just watch him play because he is a super athlete. That's, that's no. what I was thinking. Okay. Break it down for me. Is this Sidney Crosby a good player? He's probably the greatest player in the NHL, and it pains me to say that, but he is probably the best player year after year for the last 15 years. Or, sorry, since 2006. 15. 11 years. Yeah, he's like the next Wayne Gretzky. I mean, in 11 years, he's been on top of the league, and he wins championships. Oh. So that proves how marginal a sport hockey is, that this is supposedly the greatest player in the fourth biggest sport in America. I've never heard his name. Exactly. And I can, I'm in, like, Hockey Town, USA. So, here. Yeah. And then the other part is, like, so that's hockey, but, like, would there be another sport? And then I'm thinking, well, maybe he would be, like, a football player, but since he's from mm. Belgium, he would be from, like, a real rural area. Like, he'd be on the University of Wyoming or something, you know? Like, you got to – Well, I – What do you think I he think would be? he'd be on the, the Iowa State Cyclones. He'd be playing for Ames because I just went this last Saturday and watched – a game <laughs> All right. to a football game and so now that i'm a big cyclones fan i've obviously got to get wout on my team my cyclones <laughs> my my cardinal inside a tornado i mean he's nice. that good of an athlete so, what do you think uh Spencer? Well, so here's my thought is is you're saying you take somebody as gifted as him you take him out of belgium you drop him in the u.s what happens 
Like as his upbringing and everything? Yeah, because he wouldn't be doing okay. cycling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so, so my <laughs> thing, what I'm thinking is clearly he's got the balance and the, the finesse and whatever of riding a bike, riding a cyclocross bike well, probably riding a mountain bike very well. But the infrastructure, the job prospects, whatever, isn't there for bikes in the U.S. He's going to be a motocross superstar. He's going to be in oh. the X Games, and he's going to be crushing it. Like, like be. he's, he's going to be doing those big, giant, tabletop, evil Knievel kind of jumps. And like, but also, like, get I, dirty. Get throwing elbows in the corners, you know? So, uh, now It's I'm not, not a, really a sport, but it would definitely was, happen if he was in the U.S. Well, it's, I think it's a sport. I mean, if it's motocross. But here's the, was Evil Knievel a motocross guy? I thought he just well, jumped no, Harleys. he just did jumps. Yeah. He just jumped over things. He so I, I like this, Spencer. I think that because it's also country enough that yeah. he could pull it off because he's from That's Belgium, which is like – yeah, yeah. like He would be in the, he would the, be in the middle of nowhere. This is way – yeah. A little bit hick, you know, like – he probably, he, you know, sadly, he probably wouldn't have the frosted tips in the hair anymore. Mm, um, that'd be too bad. He probably wouldn't have went through, like, an awkward, like, short white guy dreadlocks phase. Um, but, you know, now, other never, than that, he'd be pretty cool. <laughs> I've never been to Belgium. Is there, like, a, uh, like, I know you, I don't think either of you have been to Belgium, right? No. So what stereotype would you put, Bel- like, what state is Belgium in the U.S.? It's Iowa, man. Obviously, that's why all the riders were so like pumped about. They're like, "Oh, riding around here is awesome." When they're at Jingle Cross, because it's freaking Iowa. That probably is pretty true. You know, like Jingle Cross is the most Belgian cross race we have. The roads are big and wide and straight and full of tractors, and it's really windy. Sounds like Belgium (laughs) to me. Sounds like Belgium. Weather kind of stuff. I think you nailed it, little guy. All right, all right. Well, I'll I'll take that. Sorry, New England. You guys can suck it. <laughs> Belgium. <laughs> the Iowa is the Belgium of, of the U.S. So um, we got another question for this uh, question-oriented podcast from Dieter Laskowski. And Dieter uh, emailed us at the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. He goes, yesterday I was pre-riding the course at a local cross race, and there was a dude riding with a good sand dollar-sized hole in the ass of his bib shorts. When I pointed it out to him, he acted like it was no big deal. I later saw him racing in the same bibs. So my question to you is, how big can a hole in your kit get before you're obligated to retire it out of decency to A, your team, B, your sponsors, and C, yourself? Oh, now, this God. is a great question on I so have, many levels for yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Where was the hole, though? Why didn't he tell Yeah, so we need hole? a little more well, he information. he said it was in the ass of his bib short. So I'm going to say Did that he? that's... Okay. I'm going to say that's not um, it's that's not, not over the thigh. chamois. It's, that's it's like not, all the way yeah. on the back. It's not ass panel. I would say it's kind of that thigh or like to the right or left of the chamois would be kind of yeah. like, like well, maybe you where know, you yeah. crashed. If you, if you crash on your hip, that's kind of yeah. the general spot you get. You get so, so we have actually a little bit of history here on this. Now, I've never had a giant hole in my um, the ass of my shorts, but... You know, I would say that you need to uh, replace them as quick as possible and just get rid of the uh, the shorts. I mean, I mean, that's the quick way to play it. Now, do you have another answer, Spencer? Well, see, uh, I kind of knew, you know, leading up to this that you were gonna you were gonna be the replace the shorts immediately kind of guy uh, of of the three of us. Um, huh. Me, I don't know what I would do because I've not run into that situation with a hole in my shorts, but I do have a jersey that has a big hole in the pocket on the back of the jersey um, that was actually created uh, because I left a half of a cliff bar back there, and um, and it was uh, in a, I was staying at a friend's house for a week or something, and a mouse chewed through the hole, uh, chewed a hole through the jersey pocket. And to get the cliff bar out, and uh, I still wear that jersey. I just always forget that there's a hole in the bottom of the pocket, and I usually I'll put a multi-tool in it, it falls right out on the floor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's this kit. I only have two pockets. So. It's, yeah, that's. I think jerseys are fine. I've got a jersey with some shoulder missing. <laughs> yeah. So, little guy, what about sh- holes in the shorts? I feel I like mean, little guy has burned it's... the most holes in shorts of all of us. He crashed a lot. I think I have... I was going to say I don't, but I just crashed this last week. So what, <laughs> who, what can I say, man? 
I can't, I mean, I can't really deny it. Um, I don't know. I'm more concerned why this guy's going around pointing out other people's that is See, like that, man. That is a brave that's, thing. That's where I think I think he needs to turn the mirror <laughs> to get a long look at himself. So, so your and issue say, is with why Dieter. is this? Why is this? Yeah, why is this an issue? Why are you? See, well, like this guy knows. He knows. He can feel the air down there. He knows this. He's obviously comfortable with his body. See, I, I think it's okay that he. Well, okay, maybe. As so a non-teammate, maybe as a non-teammate, he shouldn't have brought it up. But if he's a teammate, it is oh, your yeah. duty to bring it up. Yeah. Oh yeah, you grill your friends about it. Yeah, like dude, maybe have... this guy got, maybe this guy just like he fell out with his sponsor, mm-hmm. and the sponsor was like, "Yeah, that's it. You're off the team next year. I'm not giving you that pro deal. All you do is get fifth place in the four fives. That's the American podium." Yeah. So he's like, fine. So he's like, I'm just gonna wear the asshole shorts for the rest of the season and make you look really bad. <laughs> I mean, I I do think it. If you have a hole in the shorts, they need to be replaced because it so, does look bad for the sponsor. But for the decency of yourself, you don't want to be the guy that has. Like it's well, not like it's not like it happened thing. in the middle of the race where you can be like, yeah, crash. Like here's a little bit of butt cheek. Like yeah. this is like you you're physically putting on shorts that you know have a hole in them. Do you just buy a new pair? This is like well, the individuals that you see out there on bike rides that don't replace their shorts after they start to like. 8,000 washes, they start to be see-through. You get that, yeah. You get a little clarity. Yeah, but, uh, you get you, that nobody needs to. Yeah. But so here's the thing. Is this the only pair of shorts that he owns? Because it must be. Well, right there. If it's race day and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're going out, you must only have one pair of bibs. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't be wearing, you know, you'd wear a mismatched kit, I would think. You'd, you'd wear some black bibs, whatever. So then, yeah. then it let's admit a... these are probably not bibs. They're probably actually shorts. <laughs> That's a see. In talking about placing value judgments, little guy. Um... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> so, so yeah, holes. I mean, uh, it's hard to remember where you left the good so pair of bibs. Spencer, you talk about the mouse. Yeah, in your Pontiac. That's so it could right. be and, uh, much like the mouse hole. He could have just thrown the wrong pair of bibs in the race bag um, in see, the morning. Have, you know, you gotta yeah. for that Cat Four Five race. You gotta get up at like five a.m. to get to the race on time and all that. That's true. Probably just you pulled the wrong ones out. And then what are you gonna do? You're at the race. What are you gonna do? So I have a pair. I have a jersey Spencer that has a hole in the back pocket and that has not been fixed. And I kind of like the every time I put it on, I get mad at myself for not fixing it right like it's kind of like oh come on tim just it's not that hard it's a perfectly fine jersey this has got a hole in it um you know and i could i can sew that back up it's fine but i like tempting fate like i am someday gonna put my keys back there and yeah. then that's that's the one and then it's like oh man you did it to yourself tim but i do want to get a little bit onto speaking of being a teammate um uh-huh. with and Spencer, I don't know if I've ever approached you on this, but we just agreed that if you're a teammate and someone has a hole in their shorts, you should say something. Yeah. So I think at this point, I would like to do a little bit of an intervention with you, Spencer Howe, a former teammate of mine. Uh-huh. Now, I raced with you for a long time on the track, um, for about three or four years. Uh-huh. And I don't know if in that three or four year window, other than when you got new kit day, if you ever actually washed the kit. Um, so I, where this is going. I would like to just state for the record that, you know, for those years, it was pretty painful that you never washed the kit before track racing day. And that's why when we were doing that missing out, I just was in front of you the whole time. Cause I couldn't, I didn't want to smell it. Uh, it was, it was the perfect lead out and my plan worked perfectly. <laughs> so that's how, um, uh, I've I don't know if it's just track racing. I've seen Spencer pull his, his kid out of like a wadded pile in the back of that Kia <laughs> trunk many times. Where we get to a race and he's like, I got the it's in here somewhere. Now I'm not a perfect. A hey man, I lived the collegiate racer lifestyle for, for a long years. time, having oh, yeah. never raced collegiate. That's the best part of the story, right? Like I know, like I do the same thing with my hockey equipment. Like I never air that out. It's just kind of what you do. But I was always like, man, you know. So anyway, I think a hole in the shorts is much, you know, that's why I never brought up the, the, the smell because it wasn't that big of a deal because it was just kind of like we were all like kind of punk rock 
apparently I wasn't punk rock, but you had punk rock on the track playlist no, that I we got created. A punk, I got a punk rock name. Yeah, Meat Spoon. Tim, did I ever tell you my hockey my hockey equipment uh, story from 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 the transitway between the universities? No, I would love no. to hear about. Yes, yeah, so you're riding your bike so on the transitway. You were just talking about it. Yeah. So. Um, when I used to almost every day have to ride the transitway over to the St. Paul campus for work, there was, when the weather was nice, there was a, a business, you know, you kind of ride behind like the Channel 5 yeah. news thing. There's all those like little low office buildings. And there was always like a couple Mazdas that were parked at the edge of this parking lot. And there was always like just shit all around them. And for a long time, I was like, oh, this is trash. Welcome. No one picks up that trash. And then I looked closer one day and I noticed it was a bunch of fucking hockey equipment. And it seemed like there were some guys there that would play hockey before they went to work or something, and then they would just leave their hockey equipment out. Because who's going to steal stinky hockey equipment, I guess? Yeah. No, it's a... I don't know, but it would just sit in the grass all day and air out. Oh, it's a... It seemed like a bold move to me, because that shit's expensive. So think but, of the you know. smell of Spencer's jerseys like, during that peak 2003-2006 I... time. It's that times 8,000. Hockey equipment smell. Gross. Oh no, I'm sure it's bad, and you got to go in the locker room. It's weird too, so. how though you like start to trust. I don't know fate, right? Like you leave your hockey equipment out, or whatever, and it's a couple hundred dollars worth of stuff because you're super familiar with it, and you're like, who would want this or whatever? But like, yeah, you know, you come across it, and you're like, you seem crazy. But then we go to like, pop in the Starbucks or whatever mid ride, and you're just like, oh, I'm on my four thousand dollar road bike. I don't bring a lock with me because I'm wearing a skin suit because I'm training and I got to have watts yeah. and my aero helmet. And like you go in to buy a, a macchiato and you just leave it outside. Like, and people probably walk by and are like, what idiot dumbass left this super fancy looking bike out here. If I wasn't such a upstanding citizen, I would just ride away on it. But, so you know, I had a guy, I had a guy once when I was working downtown um, I was free locking my bike outside the IDS tower, right? Free locking mm-hmm. is when you put your U lock around the front wheel to the frame. I, I know you guys know this, but and yeah, just a guy comes up to me, oh. yeah, just like random Joe off the street comes up to me. He's like, you know, I see you guys locking those bikes up all the time. All someone needs to do is bring a truck down here, and then when you go into the building, they can jump out of their truck, put it in the bed of the truck, and then they can drive off, and you're never going to find it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is. Are you also a serial killer telling me, like, are you going to tell me how you're going to murder me? And then it just happens. Like, it was kind of a weird conversation. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a pretty good idea because it's not that hard to take an angle grinder to. Did I change my behavior? Nope. Because I wanted to look cool no. with that gold Panasonic track bike. Wow, oh, that was a thing yeah. of beauty. So we had a couple of other uh, questions that were framed as far as, like, did you guys see this? Um, we, uh, of course, we got uh, one from a friend of the podcast, uh, Derek Lewis, who hits us up on Twitter, and he's like, did you guys, like, where have we heard this story before? And little guy, this this is about the sixth monument of cycling, the Lombardia, and about the uh, the Neo Pro for um, uh, Rob Power of uh, Orica Green Edge. Wait, that's his name? Yeah, Rob his Power. His name is Rob Power. 21 years old. He missed it's the st- He signs in. He goes back to the team bus. Loses step of loses track of time, comes off the bus, and the cars and the fans are already like he's penned in, so he can't he misses the start. He finally gets back on the road and he was ten K behind. How is it that like Matty White or whoever their directors are didn't call him? At I, some point? He's the Neo Pro. Hey. I don't even remember he's there. He's uh. <laughs> like Rob Power. Now what's crazy go is get Ch- go get Chavez a coffee. What's crazy is Chavez won. Right? So yeah, Esteban Chavez takes help. the win, and then this poor guy like is just a footnote for missing his start. How do you miss your start? I don't okay. know, but Did like you... being a Neo Pro, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's basically a, a tryout for the club, right? Like you race yeah. a few races, yeah. and you're like, oh, do you have what it takes to be pro? I don't know that this guy's gonna make it. Well, here's Looks the thing: I don't know if this guy has what it takes to be pro right. if he misses the start, right? Yeah, like. like you got one job, right? Like, you, you're there for one reason. Well, I think you have two jobs. One is to actually show up to the race, like, and then the second is to perform, to perform at some level in the race. This was incredible, missing the start. Yeah. It was incredible. I like it, though, you know? And you, did, you, did you read the article? He was like, yeah, I missed 
missed the start and the rolling closure of the roads uh, was too far ahead. So I was basically chasing through traffic, like live traffic. Like he was having his own alley cat behind the race <laughs> so, trying so, to catch up. So think and, if you're... Think if you're a fan driving that, right? Like, are you just like, who's this Fred? Like, who's yeah. this yeah, Fred coming yeah. by in the full team kit, matching yeah. bike? You're like, oh, man, who's a, in the UK, they call him a Hubbard. You know, who's this Hubbard coming by? And you're just like, he even pinned his number on. Man, this guy's a total full kit wanker. Yeah. He's got everything. He's yeah. going to, like, go get him, cowboy. What's great, though, is uh, after he realized he was not going to catch up and there was no hope, he kept riding, like, he went on a training ride. Like, he just knocked out what he should do for the day and then went back to the bus. How does he, like, show up? Like, how does he show his face? Like, yeah. that would be an embarrassing thing. Like, hey, thanks for the tryout, coach. Thanks, Matt. Like, hey, good guy. Like, do you think he's on the race yeah. radio? If, if he had I'm, balls, if he really yeah. wanted to stay on that team, you know what he should have done? Should have got on race radio and been like, hey, send back the team to get me. You know, like, <laughs> like demands, yeah. like, demand the team car. <laughs> And the, the workers to come back and TT him back up to the group. Uh, Why didn't he just sketch off some somebody's car? Like, you, Nibali says you can do it during the race. Yeah. So if you're not even in the race caravan, you might you should be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's not like the there's an official way back there. Definitely Although, not yeah, going to see what's that. Gonna happen? Can you imagine, like, the broom wagon person, though, oh, that's, like, uh, on their walkie-talkie, and then all of a sudden some guy just flies back, and he's like, did I fail at my job? Like, my one job was to never pass yeah. the yeah, last guy. Yeah, you'd have guy. to play like, that off. Like, oh, it was a nature break. You must not have seen yeah. me. Uh but that yeah i think if if uh, if i was in that situation if i was that guy and that was my big shot my one time shot at the big leagues like my dream and i totally blew it like that i don't think i'd ever go back i think i would have like rode home wherever home was even if it was three four countries away and just been like uh, i'm never going uh, back they're never gonna hear from me again i'll mail the bike back later like that's it i'm done so let's let's <laughs> so, do a role play spencer i'm rob power um uh, you're maddie you're matt white uh little guy you can be uh you can be whoever it's maddie um you'll get maddie uh, white then. um you can be uh chavez with the win and um all right so the scene i'm gonna set the scene here it's after the race right uh-huh. and okay. You Can guys don't know where I am. Like, hey, how'd it go? Is like, hey, okay, okay, I'm ready. Okay. okay. Hey, Rob, did you see my win? Yeah, I did. You know, congratulations. This is really awesome. Came in uh, loud and clear. Like, great to see. <laughs> I worked really hard out there. Did you Did you see? I was the first Colombian ever to win a monument. Yeah, that's right. You know, fantastic. Do you know stuff. my nickname in Spanish is the butterfly? No, I didn't know that. That's that's real ex- exciting. The butterfly. Hey, uh, I like that nickname. That's true. Hey, Rob. Do you, look at me. I'm smiling. <laughs> my name's Chavez. I'm really smiling. Yeah, I, I I like this. Hey, Rob. I like uh, it. Great job today. It yeah. was, uh, I didn't even see you suffering near the back. Kind of expected to see you maybe uh, drag you through the car- caravan and you know, stuff today. Uh, but good job hanging on. You know, Matt, thanks for the opportunity. Um, funny story. So after I signed in, I went back to the bus because I wasn't feeling good. Uh-huh. And ah, shit, the old shit on the bus before yeah. the uh, race day jitter. So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I was a little nervous. And to be honest, I, I picked up a stomach, a stomach bug, stomach virus. Uh, and I've just been sitting in the bus. So I got to see uh, Esteban's amazing win. Um, by the time I recognized... That I like, I couldn't walk, and I didn't have my race radio because I didn't bring that into the the bathroom in, on the bus because you know just it's kind of tight for space. So what you're saying is a small bathroom. That's the excuse. The, the excuse we, I, is you don't go for a ride. You say like I had a stomach virus. Like so we out. can't. So we can't get back on the bus. Is what you're telling us. This no, bus is like, destroyed. Yeah, I broke the rule. I mean, you know, the rule is you don't. No one poops on the bus, and unfortunately, I had to. And then by the time it was clear, the race already happened, and I'm just thanks well, for the opportunity. But I, I just, I think I ate some steak. <laughs> well, do you guys think that he actually went out to get so his power meter would have a bunch of data on it? Because like at the end of the day, when the coach wants to download all their SRM data, he'd be like, "Oh yeah, here you go." And he'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, you, oh, look at that. You like, made it to the finish. So, Good job. And he'd be like, oh, your, your power so, yeah. spikes are at different times than everybody else, though. It's weird. So why would yeah, you I even my, I think try my power to go for... is good, but my GPS was acting weird, so I don't know. So what he you want to show that you're at least a good pro, you got to put in the training. So man. it's arguably one of the biggest races on the cycling calendar, the fifth monument, and then the sixth three Grand Tours. Like it's... Seventh monument. Well, sixth, sixth monument is the Japanese cup. 
Seven Japan Cup. Japan, Japan, I thought we decided Japan, Japan Cup is the sixth monument, but um, yeah. we'll have to here's the thing. So he missed the start. Yeah. Why would you <laughs> wait, throw in who, the towel? Who, don't wait, get off who, the bus. Like, who like misses, does he not have a soigneur? Who misses starts of races, Tim? Like, what what is your type of racer that would miss the start of their race? A prima donna. Okay. Someone that little guy, that you little don't guy want on the team anyway. Who do you think would miss the start of a race? What type of racer? Like fully miss or just like none have their hand, hands on the handlebars? <laughs> Either way. Because that's me. Okay. So somebody, you know, is maybe a little bit aloof. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sure. Well, I, 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 I think it's a, like a, I think it's a 35 plus Masters Cat 3 uh, type of move where you think you're kind of hot shit. And maybe you should be top ten in that race, but um, yeah, you're like See, but here's getting, the thing. getting the the pin job on your number was so important that you just sat in the car trying to get it perfect for too long, and then you hear the whistle blow, and you're like, "Ah, shit!" And so the the equalness here, though, like little guy has missed a start not by his own wrongdoing because he was on the track physically ready to race, no, and the well, official has something out for him. That this guy, how? I would be so embarrassed. I would not have gotten off that bus. I would have come up with a story. I would have cut myself. I would have like, ooh, I bumped my head on the bus. Like I got unconscious. Like, oh man, like <laughs> look, like create this like myth of a story that is so bad, okay. which goes into the next thing. So guys, yeah. George Hincappy claims yeah. claims on uh-huh. Paris Mountain someone pulled a gun on him. Takes a photo. He's out with his eight year old kid. And I haven't really heard much more other than the police were maybe going to investigate. Mm-hmm. Sounds no, like no general gorgeous, procedure. No, Gun. Yeah. Eh, who cares? So knowing gorgeous George's track record of truthfulness. Yeah. Um, do you think there's a possibility here that the story's fabricated? I have a theory. No. All right, what's your theory? What, why, wait, little guy, why no? Why would he make that up? I don't know. Why would he be on a team that won seven Tour de France's? <laughs> like, I mean, because you get rich and famous. That's why you're on a team yeah. that wins seven Tour de France. Right. Guess who's? But why do you make up a story all the time? Here is the smoking gun that proves that this may not be. I think it happened, but I, I okay, little Spencer. Sorry. This, this, is the, this is the one hole that I see in the story, and I'm not saying he's making it up because we've all been threatened by idiot road rage people, and from all walks of life, like. You know what I mean? Like, across the board, so. But, the fact that the photo, the car in the photo is a Subaru, just is like the least likely Uh, car possible. But it is North Carolina. So So everybody has a gun already, so that that part's true. everyone has a Subaru, probably, too. Mm. See, I don't know, like, but he's in South Carolina, right? Paris Mountains, South Carolina. Okay. So... The Subaru, I mean, maybe that's, the Subaru Spencer, that's a good point. If it was a Pontiac, I'd be slam dunk, like, oh, case closed, they'd, they'd gun, hit was him. Pulled, yeah. gun was pulled, gun was probably, like, he probably shot at him. Um, gun probably backfired, s- shot the passenger so, in the car. Now, I'm just playing devil's <laughs> advocate. I think, what kind of Subaru was it? What was it? What was it? I, I don't know. Probably a Forester. It looked kind of tall. We're going to have to look into it. Really? And look a into, Forester? We'll have to look right. into it. It doesn't it add is. up. That is weird. I didn't, I didn't think anyone in a Forester could hurt a fly. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is a good enough conspiracy theory that there's enough questions about it because you got to look at the source. George Hincapi, not I mean, huge fans love the pot, love him, but you know he does have his eight year old son, so like that could be a good story. Like you know the son's there to like back up the story, but that's true. He has a witness. Yeah, he has a witness. Um, So I I probably happened, but I mean, that was a crystal. Like if someone pulls a gun on me, I'm not going to take a photo of their license plate like i'd be like freaking out so then i question if he took the photo before the gun was pulled or during the argument could be i mean i've done that th- there's um, this story really needs well, like full-on we'll investigation to, yeah we'll have to get him on the show here uh to you know just kind of describe the situation and talk about uh, the 2004 Paris um that, that does look like a forester to me it's definitely taller yeah or, yeah, I don't know what their their current model lineup is, but yeah. So, so you guys think it? Um, well, I, I like the conspiracy theory here. So tweet us at the Slow Ride Pod. Let us know if you think uh, if you think he did it, 
And uh, if you have any updates on uh, who this person is, because pulling a gun on Gorgeous George, not on our watch. That is not no, allowed. Not on our watch. Like I um, said, yeah, if we can get him on the show to explain it, uh, we will do that. We'll bring that to you uh, here first. Um, hey, uh, Jonathan Crane, a listener of ours in Birmingham, uh, had a, a sweet question. It was about a podium. Now, what I really liked about this was that he slyly asked a question like, hey, guys, critique this podium shot. Oh, by the way, that happens to me be me in first place. So, like, you know, he's getting the, you know, the love of getting first place. The podium mm-hmm. was set up where first place, uh, looking at the picture, stage right, but looking at the picture to the left, first place, second place, third place, fourth place in descending height order. So the tall box, the second highest box down. So the question is, is that, you know. So it's like a left to right podium. It's a left to right podium, which. That's the, the, terrible. The thing that was messed up was podium hands on this. Like, people had the outside the hand the whole time. And then there's yeah, just a the random do? guy does, in fourth does place. Second like place the, does second place still put up the, the, the outside arm, and third place would put up the outside arm like they're supposed to, and then it's all mixed up because they're not in the right order? That's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of good questions oh. here. So I have never seen a podium like this before where um, it's not in, I've seen backwards podiums where people have the second place where the third place is supposed to stand, but, uh, yep. yeah, you know, it was, that happens often. it was a, it was a pretty, it was a descending podium. Um, but then it went only, four deep. It went four deep, which was a little strange. Uh, you always feel bad for, for, but there was fourth. no cargo pants, no cargo shorts in the picture, which is pretty nice. Well, fourth always has to stand on the ground. And it's just like, why yeah. are you even there? Now, little guy, you had an experience of being on the uh, the wide angle podium uh, this weekend, right? No, no, no. A couple weekends ago, I m- I made it on a podium, a real podium, but it was still wide angle. No, this weekend I was in contention for uh, the wide angle podium for a couple laps until I tripped on the first barrier and landed on the second barrier, bruising my ribs and my knee and taking myself out of the race. Oh. Like a total newbie. <laughs> oh. So no, I didn't finish the race. I'm super sore. And then in, right. in Podium Talk, Mark Mark T. Hollander tweeted at us and said, hey, his daughter's cross-country meet over the weekend had a podium that was 15 deep. Like, how do how you... Many, how, wait, how many people competed, though? Like, 1,500? Because that might be okay. Yeah, but 15 deep, that's still, like... Like, do you alternate it's sides like, at that point? Like, how do you know, like, hey, yeah, ninth place. Like, I would be doing the math, like, ooh, okay, is that on the, the like, what side? <laughs> do they even take a photo at that? I don't know. I want, a, I want a photo of that, uh, Mark. And then um, <laughs> the other question was, uh, Joe, at Joe Knows Pete hit us up and said, hey, are podium dogs acceptable? Is it okay to bring a dog up along with a baby? 100% you know? of the time. Okay. So yeah. so you are allowed Not a prop? Not 100%, Does the prop have you know, to be breathing? I, here's... I talked the other day to a local legend, local Minneapolis legend who wants to na- be named nameless here. Okay. okay. He feels that the only time you can bring something like a dog in this instance or a baby up to the podium as so if you win you can bring anything you want. You won. Yep. You rule that race. I'd agree with that. Yeah. But he's like if you're second or third um the only way you can bring a baby or a dog is if first place has already done it. Otherwise, you're totally upstaging one. Someone's like, yeah, I finally won a race. And you come up in second place with this cute little baby, and everyone's looking you know, at you, and everyone's a, remembering you. I like this rule. I think that's a good I, rule. All in favor? I agree. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so right. well, first place determines if you're allowed to bring up a pet or a baby. Um, if you're second they or third place, you can bring up a bucket. <laughs> buckets are well, okay. I think, I, think po- I was podium buckets at any time. Yeah, so podium I buckets think, are allowed anytime. Well, it's it's not you're up, not upstaging anyone. You just look like the weird guy that brought a bucket to the podium. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Sure. I suppose. No, no, no. I, I mean, didn't. I don't know if you really look that weird. Well, yeah. Rules don't apply to fourth and fifth because they're not on the podium. So podium yeah, rules. Why are you there? It, it's, it doesn't even make sense that you're there. You can do anything you want. You're like yeah. a ghost, basically. <laughs> We're going to Photoshop you out anyway. We're just going to crop this, you know? You're just sort of like, well, I guess I'm here, but I'm not here, so I'll just, whatever I do doesn't matter. Yep. So, um, and then G, uh, Greg at G8K Cab uh, was in Minneapolis this uh, weekend, and he's like, hey, rode the Greenway um, a lot this weekend. So many questions, so little time. And he wants to know, why do they try to seal the crack with what looks like toilet paper? And he's talking about the crack of the asphalt. 
And in Minnesota, they have this tendency to use this, like, white paper, and then they pour, like, tar over it's it? toilet paper. No, 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 no. They pour what, tar you, you ever watch? They put tar on the cracks, like, in the seams that they're patching. Yeah. And then they put, they put, literally just put toilet paper it is toilet on paper. a roller, and they roll it out so that then you, the person with the carbon clinchers or whatever, can ride over it and not get tar on their fancy carbon clincher wheels. Yeah. Ah, okay. That way they don't have to close the greenway or wherever. Like, they don't have to close it. They just put down this stuff, and by the time that it's dried enough, the paper just disintegrates. Yeah, you don't get those away. sticky shit on your tires, and yeah, so everybody's happy. It's genius. It Greg, is pretty smart. Greg had a bunch of, like, just positive things to say about the, the Minneapolis cycling infrastructure, talking about all the different uh, cool places. Well, he did come there from Boston, so... Well, this led into what I was alluding to a little bit earlier, and you guys, we were talking about additional revenue opportunities here on the Slow Ride Podcast, and at this point, (laughs) we would like to introduce our newest, um, in England, they would call it a scheme. Uh, Here would be our newest program, and that is the the travel with the Slow Ride um, team. So Uh you... There's two ways you can do it. You can come ride with us in Orlando, Minneapolis, or Boston. You got to pay your own airfare. You got to pay your own lodging. um, And you got to take us out to dinner. (laughs) And we'll uh, we'll go and pay us for our time. We'll take you on a ride. Um, And then the the second. What's our hourly rate? We haven't figured that out. Well, at least $16 an hour. I think $16 an hour is is fair. fair. Um, And I would say that the second option. And this one is for the elite customers. We call this our special package. Um, you can actually fly us to where you live. Um, uh-huh. You can you know, pick the hotel, just put the payment in on that. You can also take us out for dinner. If you want to host us for dinner, we, you know, we can do a live podcast there in your house. Just get a hold of us at theslowridepodcast at gmail.com. Or at uh-huh. Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod, we'd be happy to do that. Now we we have quite the travel, extensive travel experience here in um, yeah. in the U.S. Uh, and even into Canada. So we can tell you all different types of stories. Um, I mean, I know St. Paul quite well. Uh, you guys know uh, Minneapolis, but we've we've been all over. So I think that we could. Uh, yeah, can, I've never been to Canada. And do read the fine print because there are a few places some of us won't travel. We've probably each got a few. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so be sure to read the full disclosure statement. So, little guy, where would you not order. go in the U.S.? Well, I don't ever want to go to St. Louis again, though I'll probably have to go there <laughs> for family reasons. So I'd rather not have to go there for cycling reasons. So uh, why are we throwing St. Louis under the bus for bike reasons? I mean, I'm just I'm throwing it generally under the bus, not just bike reasons, but, but they guys specifically that, in this what's instance. What's that playground? What's that bus. playground thing that they've got there? Oh no! So the city museum is awesome. Like if 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 you're gonna go to St. Louis, you got to go to the city museum. It's so everyone amazing. needs to twit like Google the city museum out, St. Louis. Yeah, check, it check out. out the city museum. No, that is great. The rest of St. Louis, bah. And uh, I did one. I've ridden my bike one time in St. Louis. And I got crashed out in the first corner, and I had to go to the hospital and get stitches, and mm-hmm. it sucked. Mm-hmm. And you know what's weird? I realized this this weekend. I crashed this weekend. So <laughs> Do you have holes I in your fell. shorts? We no, I don't have holes in my shorts. <laughs> no, I've just got, I got bruises and shit. No, so I crashed, uh-huh. and the official came over and was like, hey, you know, are you okay? And I was like hyperventilating and stuff, and I was like, you know. So I sat there with some ice. The official came over, did an accident report. Which I guess is what they do when you yeah. crash, because I haven't crashed that many times where that's been a thing that needed. They're like, well, we're just going to do it just in case. Yeah. Um. So when I crashed uh-huh. at that race in St. Louis, the shittiest place in America, I, no accident report, no anything. I had to go to the hospital and get stitches. The, all I got out of that race in St. Louis was somebody was like, I don't know, I think there's a medic over there. So, so little guy, they're take, He's yeah. taking the uh, accident report. What happens next? I don't know what happens. All I'm saying is I don't need it. I don't. I didn't need to go to the doctor. I'm just saying St. Louis is such a dump that you crash at a UCI race, and all they do is point you to some people in a parking lot who go <laughs> look at your wound and go, eh, I don't know. I'd go to the doctor. And then I had to, like, deal with it all myself. They didn't even have a medical team. So if we ever win the Powerball, and I've talked many times, and Team um, Nut Goody or Team uh, uh, Pearson's Nut Roll – Gets that Powerball money, and we buy the team barge, and we float up and down yep. the Mississippi. Are you just gonna not get off the barge? You're just gonna you're gonna post up from the uh, 
the riverbank yeah, there? Yeah, just hang out. Hang out in the casino? I'll just hang out in the riverbank. Okay. And, well, like, ride the trainer you, and, like... You know what you could do is... Watch American Flyer. Is next time you end up uh, in the St. Louis area with your bicycle is uh, instead of relying on the crappy surfaces of the race you're at, you should just hang out with the, the dudes from uh, the Harley-Davidson team that support the podcast because they seem pretty well, cool. I didn't know about them when I was in <laughs> They probably could have helped you out. So, Maybe they're cool. Maybe so they can tell done... me about some cool <laughs> cycling-related things in the St. Louis area. Yeah, I don't and know I anything about experience them. I mean, I'm I happy that you, you threw that you threw a uh, you know a city under the bus. I like this. This is good. Even though we have a couple of listeners there, hopefully city, Spencer and a I. A city can... is one thing. I'll throw a whole state under the bus. And if you say I will hang up, I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know where this is going. Actually, I got some other cities I could throw under the bus. Who want to just keep going? That's the second state on my list, Tim. But uh, okay. I'll only go one. I'll only go yeah, one. You're only going one deep because I would hang what's, up. What's the What's the other one? I haven't set foot in this state yet, and I'm trying my best not to. I probably will have to at some point in my life, but uh, it's Texas. Oh, dude, you should go to Texas. Texas is nice. I believe parts you. of it. I parts of it. You. No, so Spencer, last time you... I was in Texas, I went to the Houston, the Greater Houston area. Do not do that. It is not greater. It okay, is guys. Terrible. Uh, like... West Texas is very nice. Okay, we got to do the math here of where we're, of who and what we're throwing under the bus. Texas, second okay. largest state in the country, right? Yeah, but like... we don't have any <laughs> listeners in Houston. Nobody rides bikes. I know, in I'm Houston. just saying, like you know, it's like we're throwing an entire region under the no, I like think, dude. I've, I've met people I, from I, Houston. They'll admit it sucks. So here's so, the deal. Spencer so Wyatt, we just like, need to make this pitch extra hard to our Canadian listener and to our UK listener because those are the places that we need to get flown to. No, no, yeah. yeah. So, so Texas, and I would say like the place I have absolutely no interest in ever riding that I won't take the um, the tourist package um, to at all is the entire state of um, Wyoming. And it's just because uh, it just seems pretty lame. I mean, I've been to Devil's Tower, meh, well, and. I'm pretty sure there isn't an escalator in the entire state of Wyoming, and I'm, how is oh, that? How is that a marker of a good place to go? An escalator? Yeah, well, because it's as I've... close as you can get to a monorail, and they're definitely <laughs> not going to have that at the oh, Cheyenne Airport. Oh, it's like a Airport. people monorail. But dude, think about how epic the gravel grinders are in Wyoming. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. You know, and also, guys, I played it smart because we probably don't have any Wyoming listeners, so. There you go. There you have it. That's uh, that's that's where we're at. And gravel grinding in Wyoming, it may be the the cool the knee, the bee's knees, but it's just not for me. Fair enough. Mm, all right. I think there's a monorail in Cheyenne. Uh, guys, is there any um road races coming up? God, I'm not even watching. Uh, yes, there's some road races. Paris tours. No. Coming That's up. not what I'm you thinking, thinking of. of it, you know? Oh, world oh, championships. Are you thinking of that, that one in the desert? Yeah. yeah. Is it Qatar? Or oh, yeah. Where is it? Qatar, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yep. Are you guys going to watch this? I kind of want to protest and not watch it because it's so st- everything's so stupid about it. Everything's oh. so stupid, but it's going to be really quick watch. Probably be over in about an hour or so because they're oh, talking they're... shortening it down to 100K. <laughs> are they shortening well, it? That would be kind of good. They're talking about it. So, right now, it's scheduled to be 250K, but if it's a desert, crazy desert heat, they might shorten it to 100K, so, which is uh, like 60 miles, so 65 miles. So should we queue up uh, the classic Eddie Merckx? Uh, Eddie Merckx now is going to be like, you guys need to toughen up and yeah. just do this race. Like, that's got to be what? coming. You know what, Eddie? I can ride 65 miles. Come on. <laughs> this is... Yeah, I think if it, they shorten it to 65 miles, that we should maybe put in a motion with the United States team that we'll take the places of the real riders. So who's yeah. the it favorite? maybe be a Cat 3 World Championship. Who's the favorite? Uh, Who knows? Depends Saga. on what course we get. I mean... Uh, is there a climb? No, is there any climbing? Kittle. No, there's no climbing. Ah. Uh. Yeah, I don't yeah, even care. Like, nobody, I probably won't be watching. Cares. I don't. I have no interest. If it's a hundred k, I'll throw my prediction out right now. It'll be Viviani from Italy because he's on track form, and track races are about a hundred k long. Can you imagine the gold, the gold combo with the World Championship stripes? That would be pretty amazing. Yeah, not seen since I don't know the days of Paolo Bettini, maybe. And then hopefully we have a women's champion that doesn't have a shady missed. Uh, Doping uh, regimen, uh, like Lizzie Armistead, because that's still pretty disappointing. That's true. 
Have we even talked about? Did we even talk last week about Bradley and his and his? Oh yeah, zone? yeah, yeah. It's been done. It? Yeah, it's just you know. I know. Sure I'm, I'm still consistently disappointed with him. Yeah, it's kind a, of anyway. Yeah. I don't have anything yeah. else, guys. I'm like, I you know what I got, I've got next? I got hockey. Well, I'm gonna go play some ice. I got hockey. one more thing, which is, did you guys just watch the highlights from the Super Prestige? Oh yeah. Just that moment on the sand. Oh yeah. So of Vanderpool passing Wout, and then that run up. That right there was worth all the time we've waited for Vanderpool to come back so we can watch these. Two Absolutely, that was, it was. Yeah, it was, that great, was great racing. That was that yeah. remind me of uh, of Stebar and, and Sven Nice, like just battling for like the fifth to last corner. You know, like it was the end so of the world. How long like, do you think we'll have this this rivalry between these guys, Spencer? Like, who's going to be the first to jump? We we should have room. it for ten years or so, but. We're probably only going to have it for four, I would say, before one of them just cracks and takes a road contract somewhere. Or one of uh, them yeah. just isn't that good anymore. I mean, so no, who's got think, the, who's got the higher ceiling here? Vanderpool. Vanderpool does. You think so? He just came back from, like, not racing and won the first race back. So is he going to benefit from being, like, on the, the injured reserve, whereas Vout Van Aert just... Like, everyone's like, oh, man, I'm just tired of him winning. And then Vanderpool comes out, and he's really the, the super athlete. So now you've just got this kind of weird, like, uh, ooh, which one's better? And it's clearly Vanderpool. But I don't know. I <sighs> think they're pretty evenly matched. Just they have yeah. different ways. Everything's – I think that's what's great about them is that they're matched, but they they ride different. Which one do you, you prefer? Know, like, are you on team I'm, Vanderpool or are you on team Arts? I mean, I'm more of a Vanderpool guy just because he's – He's like watching a slinky bike race. Like he doesn't look that powerful, but he's like kind of weird and floppy. And then when and he goes around the weird, and he throws that bike out there, like when he goes around one eighty. Oh 180s. man! <laughs> I just like sometimes I watching him ride. I'm just confused at how he goes so fast. Because like I look, I'm like, did he take a better line through that corner? He must have, because he just like closed five bike links on all these guys. Somehow he's just like finds these little magic lines. I don't know. Yeah, it's impressive. I'm for whatever reason, maybe because. Uh, the Netherlands is kind of the underdog country, but I'm always I always seem to be a fan of of the Dutch compared to the Belgians, even though the Belgians are always like so dominant, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I understand that. Well, that's, Wout just looks so it powerful. Was, it was Vanderpool a cool looks like a little child. Cool last lap, the little guy. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah. The duel when great. they're running side by side up the sand pit, and then yeah. sadly it's a drop yeah. chain. That uh, you know, ends it. We won't spoil it. Definitely go watch it. But uh, it's, it's oh, it's um, worth it. Yeah, it's, it's some good it's stuff. It's worth it for the for the announcer. Just like the highlight I found that has the like live announcer just freaking out. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. Oh man, yeah. speaking oh, of highlights, I, yeah. did you see the the Belgian highlight of uh, Jingle Cross? It's up on uh, Sporza. Uh, no, I, I I saw the link, but I didn't. So know. cool to watch the race that we know. And love like with the weird Belgian announcers doing weird Belgian announcer things over it. It's yeah. amazing. You should check it out. All right, I will do. Hey, that. uh, do you guys want to talk about that bike throw that was nope. at Red sure Hook? Don't. Definitely don't. No. Oh, all right, guys. What's well, Red Hook? We'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Slow Ride podcast. More importantly, we'd like to thank BK One of Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for his intro and outro music, mm-hmm. and we'd like to thank all of the members of the Wide Angle Podium Network that support our show and the family of shows that we have on there consummate athlete crosshairs radio with sven niece we have um <laughs> the adam meyerson line is back two amazing episodes with ryan trabon and u.s olympian bobby lee where else can yep. you get that in-depth coverage you also have kids don't follow and the working man's honest bicycle program mm-hmm. check it out wideanglepodium.com and uh, if you if you like yeah. what what you hear, think of supporting us. Uh, we do appreciate it. It helps uh, provide for some quality content. Yeah. And uh, also, tweet out the links. Like let people know. Yeah. Tell your friends because uh, no, I don't know if you it. noticed, but we don't pay for any advertising or anything. So the the only way that we uh, get more more listeners is if you tell your friends. So and what's was, really cool is uh, we have supporters all over, um, from all over the country, and we get to run into them. It's fantastic, so uh, we do appreciate yeah. it. And uh, Yeah, don't be shy. Come up and say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll buy you some hash browns. Yeah. And always tweet at us, at the Slow Ride Pod. Let mm-hmm. us know if you think Hen Cappy made it up or if it's true, if you've got an update. 
You can also yeah. email us about our exclusive um, tour packages that are available all around the country. We'll let you know um, our availability. And uh, other than that, we just want to remind you, just wave at your fellow cyclists. I, I've been enjoying the two-handed uh, freak show wave lately, and uh, I wish more people did it, even if you're waving at triathletes. Oof, that's the hardest one to do. It is, but, you know, if, if they raise their hand off the extensions, it feels really they, good. They never do. And are uh, probably just trying to adjust that straw off that bottle that's mounted on their handlebar. <laughs> and, and with that, we bid you adieu. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com. And on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Thank you.